Good evening, and welcome to another episode of The Doll's Spirited Adventures. My name is Janet, and I'm your host, also known as The Doll. And tonight is Season 1, Episode 7, Messages and Mischief from Nick. The saga continues. If you're new uh, to my listening audience, I did a podcast about a month ago. It was uh, episode three, and it was dedicated to my son, Nick, uh, who passed away almost three years ago. It'll be three years ago this coming October. And how he has helped me and my family uh, going through the grieving process because he's helped us realize that Um, He may not be here in body, but he's certainly here in spirit. In fact, I just got uh, two tattoos, two memorial tattoos in his honor. And one of them is down my, my left forearm and it says, I may not see you, but I can feel you. And then it has feathers kind of around it. And that was the first sign that he sent us was that we would find feathers. We still find feathers in places that there's no known reason why would they would ever be there. So they do find a way to let you know they're around. But I wanted to let you guys know, this is so exciting. Um, right after the podcast aired that night, I got a very excitable <laughs> text from uh, from a, a very dear friend, and she is the auntie of um, Nick's daughter, my glam daughter, and they were trying to listen to the episode. Um, Shanae is, uh, is my glam daughter's uh, mother, and Desi is her best friend. So they were trying to listen to the the podcast and it kept shutting off. It kept shutting off on Spotify. So they'd have to start it over again. And then they'd get kicked out of Spotify. It was like they tried 10 times to get this thing going. They finally got it going and they listened to it. And my glam daughter was playing in the playroom, which is just off the porch area where they were sitting listening to this episode. And uh, so they had eyes on her the whole time. So keep that in mind. Well, right after they got done listening, Desi went down to her bedroom. Now, when Nick passed, um, I had several what they call artful ashes um, made for various family members. And what they do is they they do these beautiful uh, blown glass designs, anything you want practically. And we had hearts made. And my granddaughter's uh, signature color is pink. So she had a pink one made and it's got a swirl of his ashes in it. For her and these things are heavy they are like a, a a paperweight almost and they um they they're hefty they're a good pound and a half two pounds 
so not easily moved on their own. Um, and Desi said that when she went down to her bedroom, where she keeps it so that it's safe, and she, um, my glam daughter is only allowed to hold it when an adult is around, she's a little girl, and she went down to her room and she stopped dead in her tracks because the artful Ash's heart that she keeps in her headboard for safety purposes, so it doesn't fall anywhere, was sitting on her pillow. And she just, she said, Janet, I just stood there and, and stared at it for like five minutes. Like, no, that is not on my pillow. What the heck is going on? And she says, oh, hell no, Nick. Go mess with somebody else. And I just started laughing. I thought, man, not only did he mess with the podcast, that was all about him while they were trying to listen to it, which is so like him. It's so like him to mess with electronics. But then to have the artful ashes be right there on her pillow, I thought, dang, that kid, he is so funny. He is so funny. So let me back up a second. So the night that he passed the very next day we were supposed to go see a Joe Bonamassa concert we had been looking forward to this for months and my husband and I and my best friend uh, and her daughter were were gonna go so the four of us were gonna go and of course I was practically catatonic and my uh, my friend Becky was not going to go without me. She wanted to be with me. So we, um, my husband and I were able to find two people to take our tickets. And then Becky gave her ticket to her son-in-law so that her daughter and son-in-law could go together and have it be kind of like a late anniversary present. And here's just a little aside they had been trying to conceive and had not been successful. And her daughter was just about to go back on birth control pills and, you know, give it a rest for a while and try another time. Well, as it turned out, after they went to that concert, um, the Baxter fully believes that her grandson was conceived that night at that concert and she she felt that that was a gift from Nick uh, thanking her for being with me in my time of need and she said I will forever be indebted to him and that just warmed my heart and the fact that she had a boy uh, was just um, just a blessing all the way around it just kind of brought it full circle I'm getting a little teary um, but yeah, I mean, it's like life goes on and wonderful things happen, uh, even in the middle of loss. So there's that. So anyway, um, back to where I was. Um, we got tickets to go see Joe Bonamassa. He was supposed to be in town earlier this year. And we had had the tickets for months and months and months and months. And then the COVID hit. 
and you know shows in town were getting canceled left and right or getting rescheduled getting rebooked and Joe Bonamassa decided not to reschedule his concert <clears throat> pardon me so um, we we waited to hear from uh, the ticket company and we got a refund <clears throat> pardon me on our credit card so I saw my husband take the tickets down off of the calendar and put them in the garbage because we had bought four more tickets again we were gonna we were gonna this is like okay this time we're gonna go see him and he threw them away <clears throat> and the next morning after that podcast uh, played my husband um, I was in the kitchen getting some coffee and he said honey um, did you put tickets in my desk drawer and I said tickets what 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 kind of tickets what are you talking about why would I put tickets in your desk drawer and he said put your coffee down grab your phone and come here now Dennis's desk is located in Nick's childhood bedroom okay Dennis is uh, just a neat fanatic Everything on his desk is in its place. Everything has a place. There's nothing out of place. Uh, It's a little scary how neat it is. He pulled a drawer open and he said, look. He said, I found it just like this. And the tickets that he threw out a couple of months prior, after we got the refund, were standing up in his desk drawer so he could see them right in front of a picture. No, actually, there was a picture of me right in front of the area where the tickets were standing up. And they were four tickets that I saw with my own eyes he threw out months ago. And so he is... uh, He said, he's telling me, he's telling us that the next time Joe comes, for sure, we're going to go see him. That's a message from Nick right there. He said, I'm getting goosebumps. I'm I'm freaking out. My heart was pounding, you guys. My heart was absolutely pounding because I know I saw him throw those tickets out. So, uh, I can't explain that one. I, I honestly cannot explain that one. Uh, and I don't think I ever will. And I, uh, I just want to enjoy that as, as a gift from Nick. So, uh, we, we read you loud and clear, my boy. We read you loud and clear. Thank you so much for that. So, uh, yeah, he, he's a pretty amazing guy on the other side. Uh, he was an amazing guy in life. Um, I'll go back to kind of where we left off at the end of that that episode um that first year after he passed was kind of a blur for me I don't remember a lot of it I just remember um trying to get through each day uh as I've said before grief is grief is a journey and it's it's a 
it's a bitch. I'll just say it right, right there. It's, it's, it's hard, and especially when it's a child. Uh, uh, doesn't matter how old they are, uh, they're always your baby. So, <laughs> um, thank goodness for Bunny, my my coworker Bunny, Bunny Buns, because uh, she and Nick formed a really cool uh, union together in helping helping me get through that year. And if you are if you're new to this podcast, I encourage you to go listen to episode three and then come back and listen to this one because it will make much more sense to you. Uh, and um, because so much happened in that in that episode, I can't even I don't want to rehash the whole thing, but I, I would encourage you to go listen to that and then uh, come back and listen to seven. So when Nick first made contact with Bunny, as you recall, chicken was delivered to her, to her apartment and it had hot sauce. Okay. And I forgot to tell you guys that when she looked at her phone for the delivery app and she saw this particular restaurant on that delivery app, which had never been there before and has never been there since. But it was a place that Nick had worked at when he was younger and he craved it. He was craving it and he wanted her to try it. So somehow that app, uh, that restaurant appeared on that app and she ordered it and they delivered it. So um, I thought that that was hilarious. And also (laughs) something that he would do. (laughs) But... Uh, yeah, I uh, I did verify with several people um, after she told me about the chicken episode that he was a fanatic about hot wings. He had lived up in Alaska for about the last seven years of his life. And so I wasn't really privy to all that he was into eating at that time. But anytime somebody ordered pizza, boy, he made sure that they got hot wings with extra hot sauce, and he just could not get enough of them. So as the one-year anniversary was approaching, and I was getting really depressed, um, I guess Nick told Bunny, he said, look, I, I, I need my mom to know, you know, I'm okay, and I want this to be a celebration. Let's have it be a celebration of the day I got my wings. So I think everybody should eat wings. Everybody should eat hot wings. And I looked at her, I said, are you kidding? That's that's what he wants? And she said, yes, and I've already talked to um, a bunch of the gamers that I play with around the world, and they are all going to have hot wings in his honor because he was a fallen comrade in their eyes. And I just thought, this is, this is incredible. This is just incredible. And the morning of uh, the anniversary, my cousin out of the blue sends me a text and she said, why do I suddenly feel like I need to be sending you an order of hot wings? And she lives across the country. 
She was not privy to this conversation at all. It was just too crazy. So that has been our thing. Um, Rather than uh, get mired down in depression, we honor him exactly the way he asked to be honored. We have hot wings on the day that he got his wings as an angel. And um, I think that that is really super cool. And thank you, Nick. And thank you, Bunny Buns, for for giving us that that wonderful idea and that wonderful gift. And and uh, we're coming up on the third anniversary, and it's it's going to happen. Another thing that happened very shortly before um, the anniversary, because he died uh, just shy of. A month after turning 31 so his birthday was September 15th and again I was starting to get kind of sad around his birthday and um, I had been telling a co-worker that you know I really wanted to see the star and if he ever came to town boy I'd love to see this guy in concert and mrs. K is the Google Queen she just Boom. Hey, guess what? What? He's coming to town. I said, he is? When, when's he coming to town? He's only in for one night. And I said, okay, when's he coming to town? He's coming to town on September 15th. I said, that's, that's Nick's birthday. And she said, I know. And so I said, okay. Okay, um, well, I'm taking Becky because Becky's been there and, you know, just the big guy will have to take both of us. He's going to double date with us. He's going to have a gal on each arm. And I said, where's he playing? And she said, the fairgrounds. And I said, stop. And she said, what? And I said, oh my gosh, this is like, this is like from heaven above. It's destiny. She said, what? I said, the last time I was at those fairgrounds, I was pregnant with Nick. That's the last time I went to the state fair was when I was pregnant with him. And it just was like on his birthday. It was just so meant to be. Um, It poured buckets. It was kind of miserable. It felt like the angels were crying for me, um, and it and it helped to hide my tears. <laughs> but it was tears of joy and and sorrow, I guess. Um, but it was so wonderful that everything just kind of fell right into place, and uh, it was much needed because I. I had been so lost, so, so lost in my grief that I I honestly couldn't see all the wonderful things that he was doing behind the scenes for me. Pardon me. But how spirit works you know they can be very subtle or they can hit you over the head 
and I, um, you know, everyone else around me seemed to be having these really cool things, uh, interactions with Nick, and I hadn't had any dreams about him. Other people would have dreams um, and interactions, and I kept saying to my friend, um, who does my nails, I said, why won't he come see me? What? Why? I don't understand. And she said, well, you're grieving too hard still. He won't come if he thinks it will upset you. And it was so weird because every time I would get my nails done, I would look out the window of a shop and I'd always see his doppelganger. It was either his doppelganger or it was him because it was always on the other side of the street and it was a guy walking and it, I could only see his profile, but it was him. And he'd be walking, had the same exact posture, clothing, um, stride, and then he would just disappear. Like by the time I'd say, look, Daniel, there, there, he, there he goes. And she'd be like, where? I, I swear to God, he was right there. She would just look at me. And, it, and I would only see him there. I would only see that doppelganger or him walking across the street there. So that was kind of bizarre. And, um, but I got to thinking about it. It's like, okay, yeah, I know I am. I'm grieving very hard. So I can understand why um, he's waiting for, for me to heal a little more. But he did give me one gift about five months after he passed. I had lost a ring in my house somewhere. Well, I tore my bedroom apart umpteen million times. I had vacuumed my rug in there thousands of times in the years that I, you know, since I had last seen that ring. And one morning I was getting ready for work and I have a little pretty peg on my wall in the bedroom where I keep my necklaces. And I was, you know, going through the chains and trying to decide which one I wanted to get, you know, to wear. And something caught my eye and I looked down at the floor and there was the ring, this beautiful blue topaz and diamond ring that I had lost at least three years earlier. And it was standing up on hardwood floor uh, where I had Swiffered and vacuumed thousands of times since it had been missing. So there's no way that I would not have sucked that sucker up or seen it even because it was right there gleaming in the light standing up on and like somebody was holding it up not laying flat up so I could see the jewels and I just looked at that and I bent down to pick it up and I could feel him standing there with just a big grin on his face. I could, I could feel it. And I said, 
Wow. Hey, I'm missing two others. If you ever get a chance to look for them. <laughs> and I'm still blown away that I, that, that he found it for me. And I thought that, that was so cool. And yeah, that, that was a really neat gift. So, um, I, I just want to encourage anybody out there right now who has lost somebody and you're hurting. It's going to hurt. I'm not going to lie to you. It's, it's going to be a really difficult journey. And it's one that only you can go through. You know, each, each one is personal to that person, you know, and that relationship. Um, but they have a way to stay with you. I like to think that they are just on the other side of the looking glass, just out of reach. They're with you. They walk beside you. They enjoy watching your interactions. They enjoy watching you enjoy life. Um, they want us to be happy. They want us to go on. And that's something that is really hard. It's hard to move past the loss. And uh, I think I said to... I think I said mentioned in in episode three that uh, Fridays have never been the same for me, and uh, I I just you know I I can't I couldn't handle Fridays because that's when I lost him, and I I needed to find a way to to get past that. We're going to take a short break, and when we come back, I'm going to let you know what that is. Welcome back. This is Janet, and this is uh, Season 1, Episode 7 of the Doll Spirited Adventures, if you're just joining us. I was just about to uh, let everybody know how how Nick helped me get back to seeing Fridays as just another day, just another day of the week. Last summer, at exactly this time, uh, I was bedridden. I was on bed rest because my um, my back had gone out and I was awaiting some pretty major spine surgery. And when I went in for the consultation, uh, the doctor didn't let me know he was going on holiday. And um, so my surgery was kind of booked out a little bit. And I said, no, you don't understand. This is like, this is like life and death now. You know, I was starting to lose um, feeling in my legs. I, I was completely dependent on my husband for, for practically everything. It was, it was horrible. 
And I was getting very depressed because I was in an enormous amount of pain. And it just seemed like one thing after another uh, was causing delay with this surgery, including the fact that we had to have a co-surgeon, a general surgeon, because uh, I had to be opened up both front and back. So it was like having a C-section and back surgery on the same day. And we could not get the co-surgeon to return phone calls, to let me know if I needed to come in for a consultation. It was like, what does a gal have to do to get a return phone call in this town from, you know, from a surgeon for crying out loud? I work with doctors every day. My father is a doctor. I come from a family of doctors. Y'all aren't so special. So get over yourselves, just saying just saying. <laughs> so, uh, I had been having this fear that, uh, they were gonna tell me I was gonna have surgery on a Friday. And I, I couldn't, I, in my mind, I just couldn't do it. I, I said, you know, and I was really honest with them. I said, look, my son, you know, passed away a year ago, a year and a half ago. And I, and I lost him on Friday. I, you know, a patient going into this kind of operation needs to be in a good frame of mind. I, I can't go, I can't, I can't do this on a Friday. I'll lose it. I'll absolutely lose it. So they're like, okay, okay, well, we'll, we'll see what we can do. We'll see what we can do. And it was like every day I called to find out what's the status, what's the status, what's the status. And every day it was like another, another delay. So that Friday, uh, I, I had already been told, no, it's not going to happen that Friday. So I was, I was okay with that. I was like, well, at least I don't have to, you know, find the courage to go through this on that day when I'm so fragile. And so I decided, okay, I don't have to worry about that. Nothing's going to happen today, okay? Nothing's going to happen today. So I was laying there on the, the couch in our, in our sun porch, which was Nick's favorite room. And my husband brought me the mail. And in the mail that day was just a lovely, lovely card from my aunt and my aunt and I have a very close relationship. She is, um, she's like a second mother to me and she lost her son at the age of 33. And um, like Nick, he, he also had bipolar and unfortunately took his own life in the middle of a manic episode. It was very, very difficult. Um, I miss him. I miss him every day. I've missed him every day since he, since he left us. But she has been just a rock for me. She was somebody who knew exactly what that feeling was, that loss. And I could go to uh, when I was just, you know, lost, <laughs> basically. So anyway... Um, her parents, my grandparents, were both professional artists and my 
grandmother did beautiful, beautiful uh, paintings, watercolor, anything. She could do any medium, really. But I remember distinctly that she loved to do still life watercolors of of uh, wild flowers in in a in a picture, like a picture, old fashioned picture um, of water. And I pulled out this card out of the envelope, and this the cover of the card was a watercolor painting. And it looked just like something her mother would have painted. And she just, you know, said, I'm thinking of you today and uh, wanted to send this to you. And rather than, you know, just tuck it away, I thought, you know, I'm going to give her a call. I'm going to give her a call. And we had the best conversation. Here it was Friday and, you know, normally it was just a difficult day. And here I had been delivered this lovely card, very thoughtful. And then I got to have a great conversation with her and she got to tell me some stories about her son. And I told her some stories about what's been going on uh, since Nick passed. And we both got goosebumps because we had very similar stories. Um, when she cleaned out her son's condo, uh, she she grabbed this boom box that he had because at the time she had a, a little side job that she did where she arranged uh, floral, uh, she did floral arrangements for weddings. And she wanted some music down in the basement while she was working on that. And um, <laughs> when she got it home, she was like, oh, well, uh, all the stations are are on Atlanta station. So I got to find, um, I got to find stations, uh, for, for Rochester. And Bob's favorite song was, uh, Sweet Caroline. And every time she moved the dial to find a station, that song was playing on his boombox that she brought home from Atlanta, uh, from his condo. And I just, oh, it was so Bob, it was just, I, I'm getting goosebumps right now just even thinking about it. So then I told her the Penny story about how Nick pranked his brother and, and cousin uh, the morning after he passed when they were driving over and the Penny was up in the lighter and when my, my other son plugged in his charger, all these sparks started coming out. And as it turned out, the Penny was from the year that he was born. And she said, oh, you never told me that story. Oh my gosh. And she got goosebumps. And so it was a great conversation. It was just, uh, it really um, kind of cemented things for us and gave us good memories. And, you know, we hung up feeling really good about things. And then I thought, well, again, nothing's going to happen today. So I'm going to go take a shower. And lo and behold, I get out of the shower and... I had missed a call from my surgeon's office, and I thought, well, that's weird. I'm not expecting anything today. Hmm. And as I was calling them back, another call was coming in, and I looked, and it was the hospital. And I clicked over, and it was admitting. And this woman says, is this Janet? And I said, yes. And she said, this is nurse so-and-so from admitting. I said, admitting 
She said, yes, you're having surgery on Monday. And I said, I am? I am? Oh my gosh. And I was like, everything fell into place perfectly. Absolutely perfectly. I didn't have to make one phone call that day except to my auntie and I had a great time with her. But it was like, normally on that Friday, I would have been miserable. I would have been in tears. I would have been focusing on what wasn't there. And when I got off the phone from the hospital, then my surgeon's office called. They're like, oh, we were trying to beat the hospital. You know, sorry that you had to find out that way. And I said, no, 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 I'm fine. This is great. I mean, this, this is the best news I could ever have. Honestly, thank you so much. And I hung up with them. And I, I could feel, I could feel Nick behind me. And I turned and I could see just the faintest outline of him against the wall, kind of leaning against the wall with his arms crossed with the biggest grin on his face. And he's like, I got you. I got you. See, Fridays ain't so bad right? Fridays ain't so bad. And then he faded out. It was like, damn, that kid. I just, I just love that kid so much. He is, uh, he's just wonderful, you know? And, and I knew it was just like, he was working magic behind the scenes, giving me the best Friday I had had since he left. Um, Unfortunately, <laughs> Fridays are still kind of a, a hard day for me because I also lost my father uh, Friday, May 1st this year of, of the COVID. But Nick was with him. So um, it's not as hard as it has been. I know that they're together. And uh, I know that that my dad is having the time of his life because Bunny told me. Bunny said that uh, Nick told her he was there when my father passed and, she, and he told Bunny, man, Grandpa nearly sprinted to the after party. It was like, you know, yeah, he was, he was sad to leave everybody, but boy, he was glad he wasn't in that sick body anymore. He's up there having martinis. He's still wearing his fancy ties. He's the life of the party. And I'm like, oh my God. And I had told my dad, my father was a devout atheist. <laughs> um, and, you know, he was a man of science. He was a doctor. And he he, uh, he always said, you know, when you're gone, you're gone. There's no afterlife. Da, 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 da. And, I, and I just said, hmm. It's been my experience, Daddy, that uh, the ones that claim there's no... There's no such thing as anything after here are the loudest and and you hear from them the most. And he just gave me a look like, okay, whatever. And I said, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. So, and let me tell you, yes, I've heard from him too. So he didn't know what he was talking about after all. 
Who's your intuitive daddy? Who's your intuitive? <laughs> anyway, I'm sure that as time goes on, I will have much more updates on Nick. Um, oh, I do have one last one before we go for the evening. Just a couple of nights ago, uh, my husband um, said to me, guess, guess who visited me last night? And I said, no. He goes, no, go ahead and guess. Go ahead and guess. I said, did Nick, did Nick visit you in your dreams? He said, yes. And he said, and it was the best one yet. And I said, okay, why? Well, my husband and I are both avid um, The Walking Dead fans. And he had been reading an article uh, on an upcoming, on the upcoming season. So that must have kind of prompted his dream. So he's having a dream and he's in an episode of The Walking Dead. And he's hiding from the zombies in this house. And all of a sudden he hears a noise and he turns around and it's Nick in his dream fighting zombies like, you know, like they're playing a a a game. <laughs> and he said he he looked great. He looked uh, handsome, like when he was 16 years old. And he said, and you know how out of the shoot he'd come, boom, you just, you know, talking to 50 million miles a minute. Well, that's what he was doing. He had a strategy. They were going to take down these zombies. They were going to kick some ass. And he said, and then I woke up and he said, and I just wanted it to go on forever. He said, it was the best dream. It was so fun. And I thought, boy." a boy what a way what a way to get your get your stepdad is go fight some zombies and kick some ass in his dreams with him <laughs> oh well maybe maybe he'll come visit me in my dreams sometime i don't think it'll be as fun and exciting as a zombie episode but i'll let you know for sure i hope that you have enjoyed this update on nick and all of his shenanigans on the other side um he does, he does seem to, to keep us busy, so every once in a while I will give you a little update. And I hope that this gives you, for those out there that have lost somebody, I hope that this gives you some peace and some hope and to see that there is laughter and there is joy um, and there is moving past some of the pain eventually because they are still with you and they do let you know and you will cherish every time uh, they show you or reveal something to you or send you a gift or send you a message um, and when you get one you will absolutely know who it's from I guarantee it and I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to hear some of your experiences and and um, and what your family members or friends have have uh, shown you since they have left this realm. Um, I do have a website. It is the dolls spiritedadventures.com. I'll spell it T H E D O L L S S-P-I-R-I-T-E-D-A-D-V-E-N 
T-U-R-E-S dot com. On my webpage, there is a little box that you can click if you want to send a message or if you want to send a direct email. That is also listed on my webpage, but it is thedoll48 at hotmail.com. I also have a Facebook page, which is The Doll Spirit Adventures on Facebook. I always put a link to my podcast episodes on my webpage and on Facebook and on Twitter. And at Twitter, it's The Doll 48. Um, so there's lots of ways that you can get in touch with me. There are many avenues to get a link to listen to the podcast and it is available on at least eight or nine different platforms so um i hope that you have enjoyed tonight i certainly have enjoyed sharing with you and until next time get ready for another adventure have a great week bye now Mm -hmm.